Welcome to Bay Books Podcast. I'm April Berry. And I'm Daisy Ray. This is the podcast where new authors bear all for their readers. Together, we're going to be finding our next favourite author. Fantastic. Hello and welcome to episode three. We've spent time this week reading the beginning of a work in progress by Sally Edwards called Steel, and that work in progress is what we are reviewing today. There will be a well-anticipated interview with the author herself. There will be independent reviews by April and myself. We love to highlight indie authors, but we're just two regular women who love to have a good read and we love to share that love of books with you. Yes, we've got, uh, we've got Sally on this week. I like the beginning of Steel. Like I said last week, I want to know when it's going to be published. That I think it's got the makings of a really, really good novel. He says she's dealing with subjects that are current, that need to be at the forefront of people's minds. And I'm really looking forward to it. And it's a subject that I like. It's got cops and law in it, which is a win-win for me. Some people might say it's a little bit controversial. Why shouldn't we talk about disabilities? Why shouldn't we talk about LGBT community with oh, disabilities? All all you know, we're not, you know, picture perfect sorry what what do you people mean people are not no <laughs> no you are not picture perfect please absolutely trust me on that one you don't you have are... to be quite so emphatic thank you well, <laughs> well somebody's got to put you back in your box at times okay <laughs> but no on a, on a more serious note you know people we're not picture perfect everybody has got their little foibles everybody's got issues that they're dealing with you know, people yeah. do have disabilities, and, and I really, really think that with this novel, Sally's, she's addressing the, the issues of disability in a really positive light. She is the main character of the book and a strong woman called Steel. Yes. Fabulous. Yeah. I do like that. I think it's amazing that she's highlighting the strengths and the weaknesses at the same time, because she does suffer quite a bit. I can't go into any detail really, but it's not an easy ride. She's just not sat in a wheelchair and that's it. There are all the things that go with being in a wheelchair and how she got in that wheelchair and the day-to-day lives and the struggles of illnesses that come from it. And there's just so many things that she has to cope with around being the strong character in the middle of a story. Yeah, and I, I kind of understand, uh, and we'll 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 get to that a little bit further on because we we did pre-record the interview with Sally uh, for this podcast that we'll we'll discover that there's a lot of Sally in that character. Yes, absolutely. Well, as we know from past experience, now when an author uses something that is real to draw on to write a novel around, it gives it a realistic edge, something that you can cling to and believe in and and lets them build all of the extra fiction part of it around something solid. And factual. I really like that, yeah, Yeah. and factual. Yeah, I like that. But I've always been more of a reader of those kind of things. Normally I would not read this style of writing. I would stick with purely fictional. don't like real life very much because I don't like facing issues. But when you address an issue like Sally did, or Sally does, in her book steel then you can't help but have a little bit of awe or maybe not awe. maybe that's the wrong i'm sure i've tried to educate you for the last 10 plus years in 
coming away from the weirdy fantasy stuff you read to reading things that are a little bit more true to life and so it took me 10 years yeah but you didn't do it carolyn started it <laughs> she was the first Damn. author that, that we reviewed <laughs> you i know you've always resisted reading those kind of books and i've always been really engrossed in them the sort of things that are based on on things that could actually happen cool. but anyway i think i do actually quite like the fact that maybe life's not as mundane and ordinary as I think that I have to only read high-end fiction or extreme fiction if you like maybe real stories and real people and real struggles are more powerful because they're the lives we live people that we know live yeah they can be it's funny actually because when you live in your own life you don't kind of get it do you that it's it's your life This week's book to review is a work in progress. It's called Steel and it's being written by Sally Edwards as we speak, so not currently for sale anywhere. It is due to be self-published probably around autumn time this year, so we do have that to look forward to. Sally describes herself as genre fluid because she doesn't want to be limited in her writing. She doesn't want to have an idea that she can't write about just because it doesn't fit into some pigeonhole. This particular work in progress, Steele, is written around a strong female character, lawyer Tony Steele, who is a wheelchair user after an incident at work. I won't go into detail about that, I will let you wait until autumn to be able to read it yourself. What I really like about Steele is that Sally tries to keep the lead character human by telling us about the little things that keep her real for us. The everyday stuff, her relationship with her wife Mel, a bit of family background, a nod to the excessive physio she's needed after the incident to get back to living the new version of her life, changing her job but keeping the good relationship with her old colleagues. I think strength and tears in the same character is a really nice touch. It's the first time I think that I've been in a position to read a book before it is a book, and that brings its own peculiarities. I have to remind myself that what I'm reading is the first rush of thoughts and ideas taking shape, not fully formed yet. It can be a bit of a structural jumble, but at this stage of the writing process, that's a little bit special, isn't it? I'm looking forward to reading this when the structure is in place and it's been edited probably like a hundred times, and it has the rest of the story that goes with this intriguing beginning. If you're a fan of NCIS, Bones, LA Law, or any of the shows of that ilk, then I can see a definite nod in that direction within the pages of Steel. I'm also a fan of the language Sally uses. It's an easy distraction from the grind of the day. It has also been an honour to be allowed into Sally's writing process at such an early stage, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how this book pans out. When the first draft of Steel arrived in the submissions inbox of Bear Books Podcasts, and I discovered that the subject matter was dear to my heart. I was really, really excited. It kind of follows the, the genre of previous books that I've read and also TV shows that I am more than slightly obsessed with, such as NCIS and Law and Order SVU, where action centres around the police and the district attorney's office. So I was possibly hooked before I even started to read a word. 
And when I did start to read a word, it is very much a CSI meets SVU type of story and it kept my interest right from the start. The plot centres around Tony. Uh, Tony is a very strong character. Uh, she's married to Mel, who I feel is a little bit wishy-washy compared to Tony. Like I said, the main storyline hasn't yet developed completely yet. But, uh, like I say, it centres around Tony. She's a lawyer, a prosecution lawyer. She used to be in the police force, but an incident caused her some horrendous injuries. And she's now a wheelchair user. She's still working with the police um, on trying to bring to justice the people who were involved in the criminal matters, which led to her uh, injuries. Uh, the storyline hasn't completely developed yet. It's on its path. So it's been a little bit difficult to be completely objective. But like I've said before, the plot so far has me wanting to read the full book. The author is addressing the issues of disability and how people with disabilities don't have high profile jobs. However, the main character is disabled with a career. Sally Edwards acknowledges herself that the novel is promoting awareness of the struggles that disabled people face, both at home in intimate relationships and also within their chosen professions. I have to remember that this is a first draft and that Sally needs to proofread this um, because I struggle sometimes a little bit with lack of punctuation. Um, whilst reading it, I was putting punctuation in places into the manuscript where Sally might not intend them to be. But having said that, the story is great. It does keep your interest there's no sort of slow, boring bits. It moves along. It's at a good pace. And it's a subject that I like to read about and watch about. So for me, it's a win-win. Uh, warm welcome, Sally, to the Bear Books podcast. We'd love you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit of something about you in your own words. Okay. Hi. Thanks for inviting me onto the podcast. So... I've been writing now for about five years and Steel uh, is my fourth novel to be released in autumn. I predominantly work within the lesbian fiction genre, but within that I kind of, I've kind of created my own genre because I, I try and create characters that have a, a form of disability, whether that's a physical learning, sensory, um, and I also try and incorporate aspects of um, ca characters who may have mental health conditions as well so and I pull a lot of my own personal experiences as a disabled person into some of the storylines as well to try and hopefully make the characters more believable and that the scenarios that they go through a bit more believable it's good fun it sounds absolutely amazing so what inspired this style so you've got very much a, a detective lawyery vibe going on in steel what inspired that Funny story, at the very beginning of lockdown, I started to watch some uh, online concerts through Facebook by one of my favourite singers out in America, Melissa Etheridge. I got really consumed in her music, got inspired by the whole idea of living in LA and what would that be like and sort of the summer. And, um, and then I sort of come up with an idea of a disabled person living in, in LA and what would that be like and who would she be? And I sort of combined that with my my love for sort of American cop shows. And I wanted to challenge myself as well to write from an American, being in America's point of view. So using a different language, terminology, that type of thing. Because I'm hoping to break out into America. Yeah. I did notice, though, that when we were reading it, although she's, she is a massively strong character, you are addressing the fact that 
behind a strong character there's all the issues that she has physically and the way she's moving around and what she needs to do to live her everyday life and the help she needs from her wife yeah i think it's important to address that because we you know from my own personal experience i know you know you keep the struggles of living with a, with a disability very much behind closed doors and you know there are challenges that you have to address but i think there's two ways you can handle those those challenges in life as a disabled person you can make them crush you and stop you from having a successful quality of life or you can work through them and find coping mechanisms and get the best quality of life that's certainly how i address my situation and my life and i wanted to put an element of that part of my personality into her personality that's real life that's, that's yeah. what we do bearing in mind then what we've just been talking about and the way that you've based a lot of that on the way that you have to live your life do you have a favorite passage from the book that you'd like to read for us i thought i, I wanted to read something that was quite light-hearted but also demonstrated the, the strength of the characters in terms of their relationship okay um I still don't know why this is happening. Have I missed our anniversary or something? Or have you done something bad you are trying to make up for? Mel offered her a spoonful of mousse to Tony. Remember the Jackson case? Our first meeting. You got all flustered and started throwing shape at sharp instruments about the place when I winked at you. The penny dropped. It was the anniversary of their first meeting. You know it's not an actual official anniversary, but any excuse to celebrate our love, I'm all in. At the end of the evening, they wave off the catering team and poured another glass of wine, which was risky for Tony, but this was a special occasion, so it was worth it. When everything seemed stacked up against them, they always found strength in their love for each other. Tony knew there was a potential dark cloud in the near future, but right now, all she felt was complete and utter love and insatiable passion. When they were like this, Tony felt whole, invincible. She even would forget that she was disabled. Mel knew her inside out, mind, body and spirit, and always made her feel desirable. Tonight was special. Tonight was a reminder to both of them how they began their love story in this very place. This night was special. This moment unforgettable, this love unbreakable. Beautiful. Thank you very much. In terms of, of your writing and, and particularly this book, who do you see as your ideal reader? Female reader from the age of about 18 upwards. Probably majority of people would have a disability, but I would also like to think that... I would get a, a large proportion of non-disabled people reading it just because hopefully it's it's a good enough story for a non-disabled person to want to pick it up. I, you know, I wouldn't want someone to look at the back cover and see that it's a story about somebody with a disability and because they're not disabled, they choose not to write it. You know, I'd, I'd like them to sort of be intrigued just, you know, from, from the story point of view to, to want to read it. You know, I'd like the disabled reader to sort of have something that they can really relate to um, read some of the chapters and think that sounds like my character that's very similar to the sort of situations that I've been in but from a non-disabled reader's point of view I, I'd like there to be an element of understanding and appreciation and education in terms of 
some of the challenges that we as disabled people go through in life. I have got so, to say, Sal, when I was reading it, I mean, I, I loved the storyline, but I've got a, an obsession, and I will use that word obsession for sort of American cop shows. So the storyline completely and utterly sort of appealed to me, you know, personally, individually. And there were times when I was reading parts of the book that you could forget that the character had a disability. So I think there's a lot of strength in the way that that's written, that yes, she has got a disability, but there are parts of the book that you can forget that she does when she's just going about a normal everyday life. She's at work, she's doing the things that you, you know, that you would do at work. So I think there's, there's elements of that that should and really should appeal to, to readers that don't have disabilities because the book is the storyline itself is meaty enough to sort of take away from that if I'm making myself sort of understood sometimes I have a lot of difficulty yeah. in making myself understood no no I, I totally understand what you what you're saying there and, and that's that's really encouraging because that's exactly what from a non, non-disabled reader's point of view that's exactly how I want them to feel so that that's great that's that's really nice feedback so that gives me some uh, encouragement to actually put the final few chapters together and, and, and keep keep on that way. Yeah. Brilliant. You've, you've been writing, you say, for five years now. And, and I understand it's quite a process. It's not just about thinking of a story. It's all that editing time after the fact. <laughs> but when you're not busy with writing and editing, how do you kick back and relax? Who do you love to read when you're not writing? Anything that Sarah Waters writes. Um, I've, I've written all of her, all of her novels, and seen all of the, the TV adaptations, Tipping the Velvet, Fingersmith, all, all of that. I, I love her work, absolutely adore her work, and I'm a very big fan of Kiki Archer uh, and Jade Winters. But I'm also a, um, a big fan of autobiographies. I'm, I'm very interested in people. Who's your favourite autobiographer right now? Probably the last one that I read, which was amazing, was by a recently retired American soccer, female soccer player, Abby Wambach. I was a big fan of hers as a player. Uh, She's from the LGBT community and she had a very highly decorated career as a player. And when it all ended at the end of, not the last Women's World Cup, but the World Cup before that, her life fell apart when she retired and she went off the rails. And she's inspiring me about how she's recovered. Very interesting. So you you mentioned earlier, uh, Sally, that we're looking at the book being published in in the autumn. So after that, then what's next for you as an author and any other projects in the pipeline? Oh, I've probably got enough rough drafts of different stories to keep me going for about the next five or six years. I've got about another seven books that over the last four or five years I've actually started, got inspired about. and I've got a paranormal storyline that I want to finish. So I've got a whole, whole range and they're all very different. I mean, I did start off as a lesbian fiction author, classifying myself as that because my first two novels were very much about that. But then as, as my writing developed, I decided that I didn't want to restrict myself to that um, because I've done, I've done a children's short story as well. So And I've got two, a new niece and a new nephew. So I might get inspired by developing my relationship with them to do another children's story in a year or two you know so I don't want to pigeonhole myself into one particular category I think that's absolutely excellent we'll be reading Sally Edwards author books for years and years to come before we let you go though um, now that we do know you a little bit better where can we find you online best place at the moment is to probably find me on my Facebook page 
So that's Sally Edwards author. And I have an Instagram page, which is at Edigator1. My website is in development at the moment, sallyedwardswriter.wordpress.com. Thank you so much for that. Lovely chatting to you, ladies, and I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback about the book. Yeah, that's that's excellent. Thanks ever so much, Sally, for agreeing to to be interviewed and, and bearing all uh, for the Bear Books podcast for us. And good luck with the future writings as well. Massive thanks, Sally. It's amazing of you to come on and join us. That's my pleasure. Thanks very much. So I think we need to chivvy Sally up, don't you? Yeah, she needs to write faster. I want to know what the ending is. Yeah, she does need to write faster. I mean, I, I love the story. No pressure. Um, no, no pressure, Sally, at all. No pressure. Um, I love the story. What did you think of it? Because it's not your norm for what you would ordinarily read, is it? It's not my norm for what I would ordinarily... What was it you said it was the other day? A clanger or a moomin or something? <laughs> well, you're a bloody <laughs> clanger today. So, <laughs> well, and Charlie said, whatever he says, that's Charlie. Charlie says, I can't do it. I think Charlie was high. I think Charlie was. <laughs> I think most of the things that came out in the 70s and the 80s were high, to be honest. I think you might be right. Yeah. I've forgotten where I was now. What did you th- what did you think of the storyline? Because it's just not your normal sort of read, is it? I think there's a lot going on, a real lot going on. We've we've got death threats, and we've got near misses in vehicles, and we've got people following each other, and we've got investigations, and we've got lawyers that are doing undercover work, and we've got wheelchair access issues, and. We've got a lesbian married couple as the central figures in the entire book. And we've got mobsters. I mean, to say that we've only read like 40 pages, I can't wait for the rest of it. I mean, what else can happen? Well, I don't know quite a lot, actually, I suppose. An awful lot, to be fair. Well, yeah, we don't actually know where it's leading to. No, we don't don't know where it's leading, do we, at all? So I think that we might have to come back to this book in a future episode. Yeah, maybe we'll drag her in in season two or season three. Yeah, and just see. I don't like that word drag her in. Sounds like some sort of caveman tactics. Kicking and screaming. Yeah, kicking and screaming. Well, you are coming into the studio. You are going to talk to us. You will do the podcast. No, I I don't really think that we ought to be employing those tactics, really, do you? Yes, we're going to have to get get Sally back in, I believe, uh, when this is done for for a, a bit of an update on what happens with uh, Tony and Mel. I wonder if they get divorced at the end of the book. Why would they get divorced? Oh, I don't know. It'd be something different, wouldn't it? So, come on then, Daisy. Who have we got next week? Did I not just do that? No, you didn't just do that. Ask me again. So, who have we got next week? Next week, we have got Iki John Ekariki, whose pen name is John Patson. And the book that we will be reading and reviewing is The Beautiful Queen with the Golden Hair. Subtitle, Who Knows the Head That Will Wear the Crown. Apparently, it's based on a true life story. Have you read it yet? I've not read it yet. No, no, I've read I. one of his short stories to get a feel for him. So this is next on my list to read. I'll let you know what the book is about. The write-up goes a little bit like this. 
living by the consequences of past generational sin. Stop. Leave it for next week. What do you mean? Don't tell anybody what it's about. Why? Because... Is it a secret? Secret, yeah. Oh. But what about the curse? Can we not tell him about the curse? No, you can't tell him about... No, no, you definitely can't tell him about the curse. What about the banishment? You can't can't tell anybody about that. Wait till next week. Really? Really. You've got to tune in for the next episode if you want to know about the beautiful queen with the golden hair. And the curse and the banishment. If you want to be involved and read the books along with us, use us like a book club, share your views and opinions, send either an audio clip in an MP3 format or an email or both, because the audio clip will have to be attached to an email, to contact us at barebooks.co.uk. If, on the other hand, you happen to be an author that has just finished your latest masterpiece and want that reviewed on a future episode of Bear Books podcast, then send it to us via email at submissions at barebooks.co.uk. And now that you've found us, why don't you subscribe? You'll find the podcast in all the usual places where you find all your podcasts. Share, share, share. Also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. All this information will be in the show notes. We are April Berry and Daisy Ray from the Bear Books Podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye.